1: Hey, everybody. It's the Dynamite Show. Paul Fontaine alongside Jeff Hawkins. Got a lot of people uh, waiting already. We had people chatting before we even started. Um, it's uh, it, it. I think it's going to be a fun show, Jeff. Um, it was a big loaded up Dynamite and uh, got Tony Khan's big announcement. I mean, this almost felt like a pay-per-view in some ways, but then in other ways it didn't. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I want to say before I get a before I get a chance, uh, or while I have a chance, make sure you, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Fikey Media YouTube channel if you're watching live and like it. Uh, that helps us out, bring, gives us more exposure. And uh, of course, uh, hello to everyone listening on audio on uh, Thursday morning. And uh, make sure you tell your friends about the Fikey Media free audio feed. So Jeff. Yes. All that out of the way. Um, I think we should start with the big announcement. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, Tony Codd's big announcement. If you were listening to the Dynamite show last week, I told you exactly what it was going to be. I said he was going to announce a show for Boston. He was going to give it a special name that strongly hints at mercedes money And uh, he they announced the show. It's called Big Business. Um, and the... I can't quite place it, but something about the logo for big business reminds me of Mercedes Monet.
2: <laughs> the B O S S with uh, dollar signs on it, perhaps. Was
1: oh, that in there? Okay. I, yeah. I, uh, okay.
2: Um, I can... Allow me to to take a slightly contrarian uh, angle on this. Okay. They should not be implying anything here. They should have come out and said Mercedes Monet is going to be there on March. Thirteenth or whatever the date is, the surprise does you no good, and I'll, I'll tell you tell you why. There there are two big reasons why I would have just come out and said it tonight. Okay. First of all, tomorrow is perhaps the biggest media day in in the year of the number one company in America for WWE. Mm-hmm. They're doing a big to do at TD no. at at T at, uh, at Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. And you'd like to take some of that buzz away from them. Especially because you'll have media that doesn't know any better asking questions about why Mercedes Monet slash formerly Sasha Banks isn't on WrestleMania. I think I think there was an opportunity. I, I think because WWE is in a bit of a bad news cycle right now with all the Vince stuff, I think you take advantage of that here. Number two is you want an instant sellout for this. Now, I get that, oh, well, the first dance, it worked for Punk, and yeah, they instantly sold out because everybody, quote-unquote, knew. All right, business is a lot worse now than it was when CM Punk came into this company for the first time. Uh, Not everybody pays attention to wrestling media necessarily. Not everybody knows. It's a nice announcement that would get some play outside of basic websites, and I think it's one of those things where... If you work in the economy of ideas, in the ideas economy, and you're in front of a computer all day, you know that Mercedes is going to be there. But if you actually have a real job and a family, and you're not tethered to your phone all day or your computer all day, it's kind of nice to know that there's something there to be hyped up that maybe you want to buy tickets early on this as opposed to waiting. And I just think those two things combined, you come out and you say it. Now, there are people who have been arguing, well, what about announcing Okada? O- Okada is a known quantity in the States. And-, and I hate to say this to wrestling fans who love Okada. I love Okada. Great wrestler. Not the main draw here.
1: He's he, not. You, he, he's a throw-in, he if you have it. He means nothing.
2: He means, I won't say nothing, but he means okay, little I, I,
1: in comparison. Well, what he means is he's going to strengthen their base.
2: Yes. He, that they already he, have, yeah.
1: but he's not going to bring in any new fans. He's not bringing any new fans. The
2: people who pay attention to WWE don't really know him. Yeah. But they know Sasha Banks slash Mercedes yeah. Monet slash Mercedes he will, Bernardo. He will,
1: he will he will make the show better. He will yes. have great pay-per-view matches. His value is improving the product. For he's the a fans fantastic are. wrestler. He, yeah. and, he and, his, and if he's presented as a star,
2: he's great. Yeah. He's a guy that you're gonna need yeah. to condition audiences a little bit. Not you know, yeah. not everybody, and I get that. Well, people who know him, you know, are already fans. I get that. But I mean for American television audiences that are coming into this cold, you need to make him a big deal because all they're gonna say is oh is that the you
1: know <laughs> I mean some well, not, all of, them, and, not and, all of them and and to be fair he's what 34 35 yes. and he's not gonna be
2: he's not on TV before already it, it's not something that's a brand new wow here's a here's a you know he's just coming in full time so yeah. it's one of those I people...
1: wanna I wanna circle back to I'll Sasha to right. Sasha Mercedes. Yeah um you said you know, you want to announce it now. You want to try and get a sellout. I'm going to say right now, this show isn't going to sell out. Um, I don't think. I mean, I'll be shocked if it does. And if people are expecting, you know, it to sell out, I think they're setting themselves up for disappointment. I think her value to the company, and I do think she's very valuable to the company, um, is to improve that women's division and to put greater focus on that women's division. And we're already seeing it. And that's likely in you know because she's you know um uh you know she's probably been signed for, for a while, I would think, but um
2: I, I'm gonna disagree here a little
1: bit. Okay. Because because
2: it's not just her value to the company on this one, it is the star debut. It's a happening, it's a thing, it's an event. And you know, it's one of those things where if it does turn out to be great you're going to be one of those people who say yeah I was there when she first showed up to AEW and that's that's the value there the value is to, for for lack of a better term wolf tickets you want to be you want to be there when she debuts as a star thing and to show that yes we're going to come out for a star like her type of a thing i i it, it, to me it's 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 just a it's one of those things that that Tony's in there going, Oh, it's going to be such a great surprise when she's in there, even though everybody knows it. And, you know, everybody already knows. So it's baked into the cake. I disagree. This is one where you're a promoter. You need to promote. Now there is one,
1: there is one difference between what the announcement was and what I said last week. I said that he was going to announce, I think I said it that the, that they were going to have their newest signee debut on that show. And he didn't say that. What he said was, it's going to be a very special night. It's going to be a night that the wrestling world will be talking about forever and they'll never forget. That's That's what he said.
2: That's a soft sell. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: He didn't even say, you know, like, I think if he would have said, you know, we're going to debut our new signee, then that's your hard sell that, okay, it's Sasha. Or it's Mercedes without saying it's Mercedes. Yeah, you know, but you, know you I mean? still
2: don't want to do that because then, then I mean, there's still the chance of people get turned off. Uh oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bait and switch, and they're gonna bring in Okada or something. Yeah, <laughs> and well, so, that's yeah, the and thing. That's I mean, exciting, but
1: and I know I've seen some people say, "Oh, well, maybe it's gonna be both of them," and it's like that's yeah, fine. It might, it might be, but but that... the draw here is Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and um, so I. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do. I will say, like, I think, I, like, I think he, the possibility may be that he is overestimating her appeal um, to, you know, the general. Like, he's booked the TD Garden, which can't be cheap. Um, right. You know, I don't know what they're going to set it up for. My guess would be probably to start maybe around eight thousand, and but, then but you. Know, but hold on, t-
2: hold on. I'm just going to go back to your your basic hypothesis here. If yeah. he overestimates her star ability in terms of drawing, then you want to say that she's going to be there. Because if you're thinking, okay. because now you're setting yourself up for failure, if, if, it's, if it's like, oh yeah, people didn't
1: show up because... But, but no, is he, when I say he's overestimating, is he thinking it's as big as Punk, where he didn't have to say who it was?
2: Well, no, well, yeah, but, but what, the, what, what that's doing is that's overestimating her ability to That's draw. what I just said. No, you said, I said under, overestimating.
1: You, you said underestimating. Oh, I meant overestimating. Okay. I'm, thank I, you. I, yeah, i I, sorry. <laughs> if I said under, I meant over. Um, yeah, I said overestimating, you know, and, and that he doesn't need to say who it is. The no, fans are and, and that's the out. problem.
2: That, that's yeah. being in the bubble. That's being okay. too online. Yeah. That's being that's being. everybody already knows what's going and on hits, around here. It, her and everybody's fans. reading Fightful Select and listening to Dave <laughs> and all those other things. And they're not. They are her, not.
1: Her fans are very loud, very yes. passionate, very yes. loyal. Yeah, but I don't know how many of them there are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're I, I legion
2: really online, but they're not legion offline. And you're gonna—I yeah. mean, that's that's the people that you're trying to reach the attention to. And I know that there are gonna be people who yell, "Oh, Jeff, all wrestling fans are online these days." That's the AEW base. Blah 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 blah. Trust me, you're gonna want to hear when when the Rock came back, the mainstream pub that that got yeah. Uh, 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 Turned into eyeballs for 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 this last raw that even though he wasn't going to be there. Well, so no, it,
1: not not only that, like, look at the um, and interest and interest yeah, in, the, in the WrestleMania. They, they sold twenty five hundred tickets over the weekend, which never happens. Right. And that was just off the buzz of the SmackDown and the, the we want Cody movement and, and all that. So, you know, I think there's a hope that that's going to happen here. But you know what? They're also doing this in the middle of WrestleMania season. And, uh, you know, like you said, we got that big press conference coming up on Thursday. And WWE is going to be taking a lot of the wrestling attention over the next two months. Yeah, they're
2: doing um, guerrilla marketing when they need an actual ad campaign here.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, they've got five weeks. So, you know, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm glad that we're finally going to see her. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Okada um you know and, and again like i i would be happy as an aw fan to see okada in, in aw i'd be happy as a ww fan to see him there too you know um, yeah. and I, I watch him in new japan so you know either way i just want to see him wrestle so uh all right i'm good um so yeah i uh I, I am uh yeah i'm 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 happy that uh that he made that announcement i think it did live up to the hype i know some people don't think it did but i definitely you know i think this is pretty much what you should have expected and if you didn't then you're uh you're not so uh, Matt wants us to get into this episode and uh I, I we will we will trust me um but uh I did want to talk just a bit about um no you know what let's get into the show and and the stuff I want to talk about I can actually get into when we you know get into certain parts of the show
2: okay i'll have one more negative thing on this opening match and then i'll be done All right. pretty much for negativity yeah.
1: right. okay um, guys. so, uh, we started out Excalibur called it the biggest dynamite of the year. Um, which, you know, is, it is, I mean, it was on paper and probably and definitely I think was in execution as well. Probably probably one of the better ones they've ever done, honestly. Um, and, uh, they were kicking off with Swerve and Hangman. Uh, they called it part three because mm-hmm. they've had two other matches on pay-per-view. They showed them entering right from the back, uh, like WWE has been doing lately, like UFC does on big matches. And I like that um and uh you know and it was a little bit different made this feel a little bit more special um and uh in the crowd right away you could tell they were not going to be behind Hangman and they were totally going to be behind swerve uh hangman has shaved his beard part a bit and it's mainly just a mustache now you've got a little bit of stubble and it i mean kind of it looks i I wouldn't say it necessarily looks like hangman kind of looks like dax his his mustache
2: I still I, think he looks a lot like Silas Young.
1: Si- yeah, Silas Young's a good one. And Ron Swanson, I'll go back to as well.
2: Um, I- I'll, I'll say this, though. They yeah. need to dump the Wu sponsorship. I don't care how much money oh they're paying God. them. In a week where where Vince McMahon went down, you don't want to remind them, hey, we got a creep working for us too. And I'm sorry, I love Ric Flair, the wrestler. Ric Flair, the man's a totally different character. Get rid of it, make a clean break, and, uh, and uh, differentiate yourself from your competition a little bit there.
1: That's probably why he wasn't there tonight, I would think, uh, because of all that. Because otherwise you'd think he would be for Sting winning the tag titles. But That's true. Um, and not only that, he would have probably loved getting uh, opened up. But uh, it, but but the
2: cost-benefit analysis of just dumping the yeah. sponsorship in Totem yeah. would would do this company a world of good in PR.
1: That, um, that uh, catchphrase, to be the man, you need the can, that is the... God that's awful. crap. That's crap. Oh I used to be a
2: copywriter. That's that's crap. <laughs>
1: oh my god, <laughs> puns um, are terrible. So most okay, I I almost blew a gasket in in during this opening. Though Excalibur pointed out that Hangman's ranked number two. Yes, and the reason he's ranked number two <laughs> is because of the two losses he had to swerve. What? So you just opened up a can of worms that now you're considering last year's records <laughs> in the rankings, which means all these arguments about why Takeshita isn't in the rankings or Jericho or, you know, like all these other undefeated people that haven't wrestled in 2024. I mean,
2: it hasn't even been a full week and these ratings are shot.
1: No, no. I mean, mean, it's, it's just comedy at this point. Uh, But that's fine. Um, But, you know, and and again, they didn't really talk much about the rankings. Uh, I I don't think if they did, I probably just glossed over it. Um, Yeah. A crowd was super hot right from the beginning. And honestly, like they might've burned themselves out because they were, cold for a lot of the show and then they really came back for the main event as well but uh they were just uh, fired up for this and swerving and hangman went out there i didn't realize there was a time limit um i don't i'm sure justin roberts must have mentioned it at some point you know in the intros and maybe i think I they purposely
2: they 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 set it up top and then they never said anything again
1: yeah because when they got to the five minute call that was the first time it was even brought up yeah and and i'll be honest like it felt like they went a lot longer than five minutes after that five minute call it did but yeah but i wasn't timing it and i didn't care because i was just totally into the action um i just thought these guys had a great match it was like a pay-per-view quality match um I made a point about how the uh, the graphic said Tony Khan was going to have a big announcement, and Excalibur called it a major announcement. And I I, uh, I probably should have just left that one alone, <laughs> but uh, the announcers were uh, again same as you pointed out last week, and they kind of lost it as the show went on. But in this opener, they were totally calling it straight. Yep. Yeah, for a while, t- they
2: they they got hung up on a couple of things. Taz couldn't keep it together. Yeah, but parts. but they but, tried. Yeah. They tried.
1: Yeah um there there was points where the crowd was starting to boo hangman and taz pointed out that hangman doesn't give a rat's ass about being booed uh swerve uh kept ducking out of the buckshot. at one point he hit one of his own i think he hit three different swerve stomps and couldn't get the pin out of any of them uh they went through i believe two breaks at least one no i think they did like a super long spot going in the first one and then they and then uh when they came back from the break they uh they said hangman. I didn't see this, maybe you did, but hangman could have had a count out, but he he wanted uh he brought out a table and wanted to inflict more punishment on Swerve. So he could have had a win and didn't take it, is kind of the story they were they were telling. But uh yeah, they got to the five-minute uh time count, and then you know, they just they'd been going non-stop right from the beginning, but they you know, they kind of they, they didn't slow down and they just kept going and uh, hangman took down swerve the lariat then he hit the buckshot but swerve got a foot on the ropes that was a pretty good near fall hangman started arguing with the ref because i think he thought that nana might have put swerve's foot on the ropes but he didn't uh swerve wrestled complete 100 percent babyface in this match like yes yeah and i was nana... waiting for you to get
2: to that and, and yeah and, but i love but i love the i love the phantom interference and hangman getting mad yeah
1: about Hang- that because it's such a heel move out of him because Swerve's playing babyface here. Right, and this is how they they churned them because the crowd loves Nana, right? And so Hangman gets goes out of the ring and he starts yelling at Nana, just blasts him with a chair. Yes. Uh, and the crowd booed that. Uh, he hit a dead eye on the apron on uh, Swerve and Swerve rolled out of the ring and now Swerve, now Hangman's willing to take a count out, but uh, Swerve gets back in uh, Swerve hits a, a Van Daminator outside the ring. I thought that was really cool because last week he wrestled Rob Van Dam and then this week he uses Rob Van Dam's move on Hangman. So I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. Uh, fans are chanting, we want tables. Swerve had set up a table earlier and then Hangman was looking at the table. He went for a dragon screw and Swerve had been selling his knee because I think he missed uh, one of the Swerve stomps and landed on his knee. Uh, so he uh, so he goes for the dragon screw but Swerve hit and ends a gurry. Then he hit Hangman with a dead eye through the table on the outside. Crowds chanting, holy shit. Rolled him back in the ring. Uh, he went for the swerve stomp, but Hangman ducked out. Swerve landed on his ankle again. Hangman set up the the buckshot. I heard some light cowboy shit chants. He missed the buckshot. Uh, swerve went for the MGL driver, but he couldn't cover because of his ankle. And then he finally covers, and the bell rang right as the ref was about to count three. And Hangman was not even close to, like, he wasn't going to get up um i'm sure we're gonna hear from dave that this match went like 31 20 or something because <laughs> th- th- that was way too I close didn't know
2: exactly 30 okay no
1: thanks, but i think dude. it went way over like i don't think it yeah. was five seconds um and yeah it was uh I-, I thought this match was incredible i gave it five stars I, uh, we're not I, gonna see a. we're not gonna see a better tv match this year i don't think
2: I wanted just a tiny bit more mean guy out of it, but I thought uh, I thought Hangman did a great job with his end of of it. At least I, I know it because Swerve was working baby that he wasn't going to be as brutal as he was in the uh, in the in the Texas Death Match. Um, yeah, no, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, the part yeah. that got me standing up and applauding was when Hangman said no to the extra five. Cause that's a perfect heel move in a guy in a, in yeah. a match where we'll, he was working yeah, we'll heel the entire tire. I, I stood up and applauded that. I went, yes, good well, job the funny thing you. is,
1: The funny thing is, is I didn't think it was, it was in character for Hangman to do it, but I saw came. that, but it's in, but it's yeah. in
2: in the moment for him to yes, do it because he's yeah. working heel right now. Well, so and yeah. not
1: only that, I think he's, I think he's fed up. I think he's pissed off yeah. at the swerve. He's, he's pissed off at the fans. He's, he's Ahab
2: gonna... looking for his yeah. white whale. So he's a little bit, you know, he's, he's not thinking straight. So yeah, I like it.
1: He, uh I think he's gonna cut a promo on the fans at some point and bring up, you know, this guy like broke into my house. You, you oh, probably forgot th- he broke I into Nick Wayne's house until he attacked Nana.
2: I was thinking this was the moment where Hangman was gonna go with Nana oh. and possibly turn and pull pull the full, but they love the act of Nana and swerve, so that's impossible. But there was, you know, I mean, as much as I wanted the DQ last week for for the uh, Jericho. Kyle Fletcher match, I'll I'll take the rare time limit draw here. I will. I mean, because it's yeah. it's it, it's it it's for a much bigger program, but yeah, uh, yeah. um, and yeah, hey, hey man, stashes. I mean, it's totally growing the facial hair to, for the heel third which I love. Yeah. I mean, please, I mean, if he
1: ends up with the Bucks. I'll take that too. I was expecting him at the end. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, So Swerve grabbed a mic after the match. He said, I didn't go through all this to have it end like this. I'm not letting you get away with this. You know how this goes. Five more minutes and the fans all go nuts. And then Hangman says, you had to beat me to become the number one contender. You didn't (laughs) do it. That makes no sense. (laughs) I'm sorry. He still should be the number one contender because he didn't lose. But anyways, um, he says, you will not be the world champion. And for you, it's over. And he rolled out of the ring. So he's, he's a delusional
2: in- baby face is actually a heel. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love this. Oh, point. yeah. Total
1: 1997 Bret Hart. I mean, yeah. you know, this Well, no, 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 not 97. This is 95, right? Or uh, 96 when they did the WrestleMania match with Sean and he didn't want to take the five minutes or yeah. he didn't want to go into overtime. And then and the funny thing is, I pointed out on Twitter, I, you know, like I, I was watching on a delay and everyone else already knew what happened. And I said, why even bother having a timeline if you're just going to do five more minutes? And then someone said, spoken like a true Canadian. <laughs> and, <'cause it> was, <laughs> and I didn't even point that out, but yeah, I guess, you know, and I hate Fred Hart, but I guess we think alike. And when it comes to this, so, uh, so he's, he starts leaving to go to the back and then uh, Tony Giovanni says, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Hangman, you stop. And I thought, oh no, like, okay. Tony Khan's going to restart the match. And he's like, no, he says, Tony Khan's talked to me. This is not done. 'Cause now we have two number one contenders. <laughs> Why didn't they just do a rematch? Um at Revolution, there will be a three-way match for the world title against Samoa Joe. So it's exactly what everyone thought it was gonna be. Um there's a number of ways they could have got there. I think this was probably better than having Joe like run in and I, I mean, there's a time when WWE would have done that, you know, to set up a three way. Um I I I'm not thrilled with it. I would have rather just seen Hangman win, to be honest with you, and maybe even cheat. And then you know Swerve can get his get his match later. Cause I think it's too early to take the belt off Joe. And I don't really want Swerve losing. And Hangman, I guess probably end up taking the pin, I would think. You know, probably against Joe. So anyways, what
2: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking though, I think I, well, for some reason it's one of those things where I think they're setting up almost a Sammy uh Kevin Owens or Owens generico thing where they fight forever almost to the point where it's like even that Kind of goes through the the three way where it's like those two are so busy fighting each other that, that Joe pulls it out and then they continue to fight until one of them finally is the victor for the end of the year. But that's me.
1: Well, the thing is, if if the funny thing is, if Hangman ends up getting pinned by Joe, he can still turn around and say, Well, I cost yes. you the world title. Yes. <laughs> I got pinned. <laughs> that would be kind of funny.
2: Complete uh, Max Katie type of thing where it's yeah. like, Yes, I'm going to ruin your life no matter what happens. Doesn't matter what happens to me in my career. I just want to make sure you don't get the title.
1: Yeah. Buzz Sawyer and Tommy Rich, too. Yeah. Peter Griffin and the chicken. <laughs>
2: Peter Griffin and the chicken. I'm here for this.
1: Uh, all right. So. They did something here that I absolutely loved. So mm-hmm. after this this post match promo is over, they go to break, they come back. And normally on AEW, it's on to the next match. And we will not hear about this ever again for the rest yes, of the Yes, we night. saw
2: how it resonated in the rest yes. of the company. I liked this. We, yes.
1: We saw it right away. It's Samoa Joe to the back. He didn't even say he didn't even pitch it to Remarkable Renee. He just went right to Samoa Joe. And uh, and he was there, and then Renee joined Joe. And uh, she had a really nice jean dress on, and uh, she asked him what his reaction is, and he said, "Merriment, <laughs> I'm excited." And he's like, you could tell he, he's not excited. He says, "We celebrate mediocrity in this company. None of these men deserve to be in the ring with me, but the powers that be have stacked the deck." I didn't. I don't really love that. I um, do. Okay, I'm,
2: go- I'm gonna go after you because he should be saying, "I should get a Bye at revolution because the two
1: number one contenders be can't i just don't like him talking about the powers that be that just reminds me of wcw yeah a little office
2: Um, politics stuff i don't yeah yeah. i I get why you don't like it but at the same time he he should be railing against the heavens that he has to fight both men because it should be a one-on-one thing this is my championship blah blah he he should
1: make them he should be the one that says have a rematch yes you know I'll take I'll and take they, Revolution off, and
2: they should have rematches for the next four weeks. And yes,
1: <laughs> and I'll, I'll pick up the pieces when they're done. Uh, but he says, "I'm Samoa Joe, and I'm the AEW World Champion. Come Revolution, I'll walk out AEW World Champion. It's only a shame that the both of you will have to suffer because of it." And uh, yeah, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think he's probably losing that belt. But <laughs> I hope not because I love him as champion. Um, even though I was not a fan when I first heard that he was going to get the belt. I I will be honest and admit that, but he's done a great job. Anything else about this promo?
2: I love Joe. I love him as a champ. I I just adore him. But yes, he should be, I mean, he should be storming into Tony Khan's office, screaming at him Mm -hmm. with this character and with, with his, you know, with what Tony did to him. I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing I kind of want to see. You know, I, uh, you know, give, give me the entire story. Give me the world. Do a little bit of world building here.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're gonna see the three way now. So that's official. So yeah, we got like we, we got a card. Like I think there's like four matches announced already for, uh, for that. So, um, how soon we... into the match do they say? Oh, and in a three way, it's a
2: no DQ match.
1: Well, I'm. yeah i mean this is why a lot of people don't like a three-way but But that's uh, why
2: i don't like a three-way i think you know you should be able to dq one of the guys in it
1: well i gotta be honest because the other company is doing a three-way and i
0: i'm i'm in favor of that so i'm pretty sure we're gonna find out tomorrow
1: Anyways, uh, Tony Tony Storm and Red Velvet, uh, these poor women, <laughs> they had to follow that match and that promo exchange, and uh, and they had no chance. And they wrestled a good match, like you know. But I mean, they did two minutes. The crowd was dead. Then they cut. They went to break. They come back, and you know, and and Velvet is, you know, um, you know she's getting a lot of stuff in. We're and fans lead.
2: of Red Velvet on this show. Let's put it that way. Yes.
1: Yeah, and Tony was wrestling. More seriously. Um, and Deanna Perazzo was uh, on commentary and Tony was definitely focused on her. And, uh, you know, and, and she ended up winning with, uh, with a heel hook and, uh, or an ankle lock, I guess. I don't know. Heel hook, ankle lock, it's the same thing. Right. Um, and which I don't think I've ever seen her use, but she, and she was staring right at Deanna as she did it. She got velvet's tap out, but velvet hit like, you know, just about everything she she's ever done. And she wasn't getting any reaction, which sucks but again, I think the crowd was just burnt out, so it's not really their fault, and and they put them in this position, knowing full well what it was going to be, and uh, yeah, I uh, you know it was, a, it was a decent match, it was a proving ground match or a you know whatever. title
2: eliminator match, title which, eliminator, I mean, which, which made me think they might let Velvet win it, and I think they should have, to be honest with you. Well, to, yeah, but I mean to the story, you know they, but that that's not even the thing I'm most upset
1: about. So you know they uh, did a title eliminator match on Rampage. With John Silver and Alex Reynolds, who are the number two contenders. Yes. Like, why do they need to be in a title eliminator match when they're number two contenders? What's the point of rankings? I agree. Okay. <laughs> but what were you gonna say? Sorry, I cut you off.
2: The problem this with this match had nothing to do with either Velvet or Tony Storm. It's it's Deanna Perazzo. And I love Deanna Perazzo as a wrestler. She's she's a fantastic wrestler. Her entire presentation on this show, since she's joined AEW has been way off, and it is up to the producers and other people scripting this show to present her in the way that would be the best light. And I'll tell you right from the get-go why it okay. was bad. Her virtuosa character is a heel. She is coming down the ramp, and I know she's telling the cameraman to back off a little bit or whatever, but, but she's also pointing of the crowd and doing the little brush-off thing. That's a heel mannerism right now. She is the baby face <laughs> in this feud. And she is not good on live commentary because she doesn't have a commanding voice to be able to go on there. And she wasn't saying that much. She was wearing i didn't
1: even I didn't even notice her, honestly,
2: and she didn't say too much other than, ok,
1: yeah,
2: which you know, after 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 she held on to the thing, she's wearing. Jericho style heels on 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 her boots that makes her taller than Tony.
1: <laughs> I thought she is, looked. I thought she looked good. Like you know, behind she the looked tab. great. Like, yeah. She
2: looked great, but she wasn't presented in the way. I mean, if if she's the good guy in this feud, she should have come down. I mean, she shouldn't even been on commentary. to Be honest with you, because the whole point of the person on commentary is to draw focus away from the match. That's uh, that's what it's always been.
1: Forever, <laughs> I sure know what it was last week,
2: and if you're at ringside, you're yes, you're drawing yeah. attention from them, but it's like one of those things where it's like she is great when you pre tape her, so pre tape her, give her a couple of takes, let her be in her comfort zone, let her cut a baby face promo on Tony, and then do the Tony match, and then we offset, and then she can come down and make the save on red when, when she holds the, 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 uh, the move for too long. But right now, it, she, it, 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 it's it's very small but the whole eh, back off uh, that that's a heel move
1: yeah she's yeah, a baby no, face i didn't think about it when i was watching it probably because i like her so much but yeah you're you're totally and, and right beca- and
2: because the crowd is already baby face tony with the wacky stuff
1: yeah you know, it, it's and, well. And, and, the funny, yeah. the funny thing is, like she did none of that in this match. Like she wrestled, like I, unless I missed something, like I, I saw total seriousness. Yes, She's, yeah, didn't do anything. She was having a hard time with her outfit. Oh, um, except
2: except for the uh, except for the uh, Marcus uh, Queensberry punches thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then Red Velvet like started doing it too. Well, the thing that they didn't get on commentary is that Red Velvet's father was a Golden Gloves boxer. Oh, it was okay. a boxer, and that's why yeah. she has the background in boxing, yeah. and that's why the punches are like that. They didn't put that over I think at that all. Was mostly,
1: mostly during the break too, because they—I—I I didn't even notice it till they came back from break. So, um, but uh, yeah, and she, uh, but yeah, it was—you uh, know—I thought it was a decent match. You know, one of the better—you know—women. And match. I agree
2: with Matthew. Red Velvet should be far more over than she is, but it's also because they turned her back and forth.
1: Yeah. 13 oh, I, different I, times, and nobody knows know whether to cheer
2: or Boo her now. Yeah. It's
1: like Queen Aminata. Because uh, you know. she
2: fought both Deanna and Tony Storm. So the yeah. audience doesn't know what she is anymore. Should we be behind her, or is she just going to come out here and be sacrificed to the star, which is how they view it? And they're already ahead of the match, which do is why she needed to win.
1: Do they still have a TNT title? I haven't seen the champion in a while.
2: <laughs> oh, it's Julia Hart. That's who it is. Yeah. I have not seen her remember
1: she's at ringside ringside for those awesome collision matches, but I, I don't know know what's going on with her, but anyways. Uh, yeah. So that was, uh, that was that. So then we got a baffling segment. Uh, Renee was backstage with orange Cassidy, Uh, Trent and Rocky Romero. And here's where she announces that he's wrestling a sheet on collision. I know this was announced on social media over the week. And I will tell you when I first heard that match, I'm like, wait i i saw tons of people like oh my god i can't believe tony book this is so awesome and i'm like wait a minute what she is in chaos in chaos and, yes and so i thought orange cassie was as well because the best friends are part of chaos they are uh, yeah that's so the whole I, point of
2: this promo because the right, comedy exactly. was, yeah,
1: yes so trent's like why are you wrestling and orange is like i don't know It's like, and and I don't think Orange realizes he's in chaos I I think I'm not sure but he says and then Renee brings up that he's wrestling on they're wrestling on Friday as well and then he's got to wrestle again the next night and Orange is like ah it's going to be fine and then they point out that Rocky is subbing for Chuck because he's hurt and meanwhile like I feel like Chuck's been hurt for months if not a year and they just bring it up now and then they say well he came in here to get checked out and keep that in mind for later on. And then, so, so says, why is gonna... he in
2: the interview segment at all?
1: <laughs> well, cause he's getting checked out.
2: Well, I know and, that, but still, yeah. It's...
1: So we're going to go check on him, uh, getting, uh, checked out. And then, so they start to leave and then Renee's like, Hey, Hey, wait, come on, come on back and do the hand thing. And I'm, I'm look, like, you're the freaking interviewer. Let them go. Like, <laughs> And so they all come back and they do the hand thing. I thought maybe like Chuck wasn't going to want to, or Trent wasn't going to want to do it or something, but they all did it. And then Renee's like, yay. And then and then she's like, re- they're walking away. Hey, nice jacket, Rocky. And I'm like, uh, she, uh, renees wasn't our best night.
2: Get your <laughs> stuff in.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. When Trent said, that's weird, it popped me big. Yeah. I mean, it popped, but like, it's like, I wanted an explanation. I wanted, like,
2: I wanted... Orange Cassidy has an open contract, and he/she signed it. How about that? I guess that's all you have to do. Yeah, or yeah, not hard. But they wanted the they wanted the yuck yuck here.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think I think they're building like to Trent, like probably breaking up from this group. It sure feels like that.
2: Be the most interesting Um, thing he's
1: done in two years. So I would be happy with that because I think he's got a lot of potential as a as a singles guy. Um. All (laughs) right. I feel like we're gonna be. Disagreeing on this next one, although I'm not sure. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club against Team CMLO. Okay. Um, I don't know what to think about this match. I will say the the action in the ring was awesome. I mean, this match was a hell of a lot of fun. I have no idea what the rules were. I, I assume <laughs> it was Lucha rules, but I really don't know. Um, they seem to be coming in and out without tagging a lot. Um, yeah, I don't think there was ever a legal man, although I did see people going to you know, waiting in the corner for tags at points. Um, it was uh Danielson and Claudio and Moxley against uh Hechicero, uh Miss no, not Mystico, um Dorada and Dorada. uh Valador uh, Jr. Valador Jr. Jr. Mystico was at ringside with two more luch- Luchadors who mm-hmm. one of them was named Star Jr. I did not catch the other guy's name and they didn't put a graphic up as or something like that. Um, I've never heard the name. I, and I follow CMLL is closer than most people. And I don't, I've never heard this guy's name. Um, so I, I don't know. But anyways, uh, the man in the gold mask is not
2: going to work here anymore. Yes.
1: No. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: Space. yeah.
1: So they did uh, they did some spots uh, you know, they Danielson was working with Hechicero. That's coming off their match on Saturday. And this is where I wanted to I mentioned earlier I, I was going to talk about the Collision and Rampage. And I watched both shows. I got to say like did you watch Collision? Nope. Okay. The Danielson hechicero match, a lot of people really really liked it a lot. And I thought it was good. I actually thought the Serena Deeb match. I can't remember who she wrestled. Might oh, Queen Aminata. It was Queen Aminata. One, yeah, I thought that one was better. I like, saw
2: clips of that and I liked I, it because I love. Yeah, Queen I, Queen I, and Queen I thought I, I
1: thought Kingston and um, Brian Keith in the opener was also better. Like I just I don't know. They seemed like they were on different pages at times, and uh, here they seemed like they were a lot more into it. This match for me like seemed like a real big showcase for Hechicero. Like he was getting. I loved.
2: Moves. Etchocero in this match. I yeah. would... F- look, if, if if it keeps the CMLL relationship going, he's better than the Lucha Brothers, he's better than Bandito, he's better than Commander yeah. for me. I His style is... He looks like he's trying to win a match, and he can do the tough stuff too. So, I, I mean, the, the brawling stuff. So, I, I love this guy.
1: Now, the problem I had with this match, in addition to the fa- fact that I wasn't sure if you know there was tags legal or anything like that, was... I think they changed back and forth between babyface and heel ten yes. times yes. over the course of this match. And the whole thing that set this up was very clearly establishing that the CMLL guys were were heels and the BCC were babyfaces because they got Moxley got jumped four on one last week, and the 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 CMLL guys were invaders. And yes, and Taz deals. is
2: putting them over as invaders on yeah. commentary, and, and he hates of, them. Yes, and, they had the three-on-one beatdown last week, and then, and then and then but but not to jump too far ahead because you'll go over the
1: match in a moment. But I, and then Claudio I, cheats to win. Well, yeah, that that was the yeah that was the thing, and then but but at <laughs> different points in the match, like. Hechicero was, at points, he was he was working as a babyface. At other yes. points, he was working as a heel. Yes. Dorada was total babyface, yes. 100%, the whole match. Volador went back and forth, mostly yes. babyface. Moxley was back and forth. Claudio yes. was pretty much a heel the whole time. Yes. And Danielson, I mean, he was just there to wrestle <laughs> Hechicero. Yes. Like, and, and a little bit of Volador. I think he wants a singles match with Volador as well. So these guys were having like eight different matches, <laughs> and it was nonstop chaos. I'm sure some people would say this was five stars. Some people would say this was a dud. Probably not too many. I mean, the work was pretty good. There was tons of cool stuff. I wrote down a million things. I'm not going to bother re- recapping them all. Um, there was some really cool stuff that Hetchiser was doing, though. Like, I, you know, he would, like, tie people up in knots and do rolling, like, cradles. And uh, Volador, He his moves off the ropes, like, where he, like... I really really like Valdor a lot. Like I've I've been a fan of his, you know, for years and he had a great series of matches last year with Rocky Romero that, you know, if you haven't seen them you should go check them out. They're probably on YouTube. And um and then Dorada is fairly new, but he's a he's a nice high flyer and and good baby face. So um, this is this is really cool. But but at the end of the day, like the Blackpool Combat Club cheated to win, and I have no idea what the hell is going on now.
2: Yeah, well, not just that. I mean, look, I, I like the chaos aspect of it because I think matches with most, a lot of people should be chaos in some ways. Um, yes. But it makes no sense for the red Shirt brigade of 2.0, well, Seidel, and Chris Daniels to save the Blackpool Combat Club who are, heel, who are heels in AEW. And they were healed in
1: this match <laughs> like because yeah it was six on four they're
2: fighting for the honor of aew after claudio or, no. kicks a guy in the balls and
1: pins him <laughs> <That's Yeah>. just... <laughs> six on three sorry six on three but but i like i said i this match was a lot of fun to watch i
2: had a yeah it was a lot of i, I for some reason i like the dorada claudio stuff where he just comes in and he just, he's just kind of staring at the chest type thing. But yeah. yeah. E- oh, Cicero yeah, he's is... nose
1: telling the chest chops. And then at one point, yeah. after hitting him a bunch of times, Dorado's like, his hands? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Claudio's just still standing e-
2: there. Cicero stole this match for me. I, I, yeah. Everything he did, I loved. And I'm just like, just give me this. Guy. Fire all your other luchadors. Just give me this guy, because I love him.
1: He's yeah. Great. You know, he, he stood out and, and that's the thing. Like a lot of these guys don't stand out and Hatchesera uh, definitely stood out. And uh, so that's a good thing. And I think and I, Dorado... lo- I just
2: love the little interplay of Danielson just being frustrated.
1: Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I, I, that was and such great sh- stuff. There were some points there <laughs> where like he was supposed to kick out and I wasn't sure he was gonna like, that's how much Hetchesera had him tied <laughs> up. Hatchesera
2: was shoot as a shooter would have been something on that one. Well, well I mean... <laughs>
1: there was one there was one point where Hetchisero did like submission moves on like all three guys back to yes. back to back. Yeah. And the ref was checking for submissions. This is where I was totally confused because I'm like, who's legal? I guess everyone like I don't know. Um, But yeah, it was. But, it, but again, it was. I it think was a the language
2: barrier really made it lucha rule. So it's fine. yeah, and I that's uh, why
1: they I... had that.
2: And that's why they had that ref in there as well.
1: I had a general comment about this show that, you know, I, I made at the end of the show, but I'll I'll point it out here. I thought that this show was a return to like the you know, the, the first various styles years.
2: type of shows. It was the
1: first couple of years of Dynamite where it was just chaos. Like yeah. you had no idea what was gonna happen match to match. And remember last week my biggest complaint was every match was the exact same. Yes. That sh- was not the case. That tonight. was not
2: the case this week at all.
1: <laughs> no. And and it was a lot of fun. You had people from all over the world wrestling each other. You had pay-per-view quality matches on free TV. Um, it was great. I saw, I watched NXT last night. Well, I actually watched it today, but last night's NXT. That opener was the best TV match I saw all year. And that lasted 24 hours.
2: <laughs> Blade so, in an LFA versus... Uh...
1: Uh, 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 Nathan, Nathan Fraser Frazier, and
2: Axiom. And, and Axiom. Okay, yeah, yeah, that match was that was incredible. a good match.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then and then the the opener today topped it. So <laughs> one day NXT had the had the best match of the year on TV. Um, I want to see an AEW versus CML pay per view. Good luck with that, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I think CMLL may be the Forbidden Door this year. It might be, but uh yeah, because I. I feel we might see New Japan and WWE working together. With um, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the CMLL guys jumped. We talked about that. Um, so they have a disturbance in the back. This was completely, totally, 100% unnecessary. I thought. Uh, because it was um, it was the kingdom attacking Chuck, who was supposed to be there to get checked out by medical people. And then they basically made it sound like, well, you're now you're going to need to get checked out by medical people. And Cole says, get well soon, Chuck. So they did a segment to write a guy off who was already written off. I have no idea why they devoted two segments to Chuck T.
2: Um, To make sure that you knew that Adam Cole was still a big bad on this show.
1: You could have done one week without Adam Cole. I agree, <laughs> yeah. but
2: I'm just saying why they did it.
1: Yeah, they flew him there for a reason, I guess. <laughs> they flew Adam Cole to Phoenix, his injured leg. You know, so this
2: could... might have been a pre-tape last week.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Chucky was there last week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it could have been last week. I hope it was, to be honest with you. Um, so next we got the TK announcement. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. Um, <laughs> I, The only thing I can add is that we didn't mention earlier. I think he was better this time than he usually is <laughs> I mean he's not good, but he he did if he seem wants like to a-
2: do voiceovers for a video package with his announcements, I'm fine with this i he's just bad he's bad at this he's although getting- he although he was far more animated, so whatever yeah. you know sugar or cat I did write he had, he's
1: very i wrote he's very excited. Yeah, he might have said that actually. Yeah, you might have you might have heard about TD Garden on Wednesday, March thirteenth. It's a very important night for AW and the entire pro wrestling industry. AW, big business, live in Boston. Five weeks from tonight, and if you can't join us live in Boston, big business is going to be on. Uh, is going to be one of the most important nights in the history of AW. You can join us right here on TNT. It'll be a night the entire pro wrestling industry will never forget.
2: He wants I to think- make sure that you know that he did this, and that's fine. I get it. It's just, he's I'm, not, he's not a dynamic personality to me.
1: I, uh, I am, I thought this was their debut at Boston Garden, but they actually did Blood and Guts there last year too. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they sell more tickets for this than they did for that. Um, I'm reading the AW release. Uh, there's nothing really here. Uh, you know what I just realized? Boston. Boss town. <laughs> I don't, I never put that together before. I'm
2: gonna hurt you, I well, swear.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's it's Boss Town. <laughs> oh, someone noticed my little. Uh, whoa, Paul, what do you mean WWE and NJPW are working together? Uh, stay tuned. I, I'm. It could happen. Uh, I'm sure WWE wants to. Well, uh, I, you know NJPW will work with anybody. Um,
2: well, Mercedes is still under contract with NJPW, I believe
1: too. Is she? Oh, I thought yeah. she. I thought that was done. Um, uh i don't know if it's completely done oh I think there they was in Boston done. on the it's the yes. contron matthew it's the contron get it right <laughs> uh tony con always looks like someone has a gun barrel to his back behind the curtain yeah that's not that's not untrue no no it's not uh but but he was very excited tickets yes. start at 20 bucks uh and can be purchased at com. so they want the sellout yeah uh them. Pre-sale Friday, February 9th, opens general public on Saturday, February 10th. That's a weird on sale date. Saturday. I guess yeah, they do them sometimes. It's usually like Wednesday and then Friday. But that
2: used to be the de facto day that you put tickets on sale when, you know, when Saturday, you Saturday, yeah, to, yeah. When you still I, had yeah. to go to ticketmaster locations and spend the night in front of a department store or something You like would that. line up. I yeah. did that
1: for uh in your house four. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Me and my friend Doug and uh we got there at 5 a.m. and it was tickets went on sale at 10, and it was probably 9:15 before the second people got there.
2: <laughs> those we places were, for, were always sketchy where I grew up, so there was none of that happening uh, with my mom.
1: I, I think there was tickets for a Garth Brooks concert as well, so they, those people were getting there. And so as people would pull up, my my friend and I would be okay. They're wrestling fans. They're Garth Brooks fans, like we could tell. And uh, yeah, and there was probably. Well, there wasn't probably, there was like uh, probably 15 times more people there for uh, wrestling than there was for Garth Brooks, or the other way around. 15 times more people there for Garth Brooks than there were for wrestling. We got 10 seats in the front row for 200 bucks. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, this is 1994. Um, And we had a hard time getting rid of them. Uh, All right. Uh, Jericho (laughs) and Takeshita. (sighs) These guys were on, I don't know what was going on there. Um, they tried, um, they did a lot and, uh, Jericho won
2: to wrestle main event style for the second week in a row.
1: Yep. And, uh, they, it felt like they had, they had as long of a match planned out as hangman and swerve did, but they had to do it in like one third of the time. So they were just bouncing back and forth, move to move, to move, to move Jericho, I think was blown up, but he kept going. And, uh, there was like, I I gotta say I counted at least five different times that I thought it would have been the perfect finish for Takeshita, and it wasn't. Right. And then when it finally was the finish, I thought it was a letdown. Um, so oh, like I, last
2: week, then yes,
1: yeah. And I don't know, like I don't know why Jericho has to get so much in these matches. He's fifty three now. Uh, he's gonna be fifty four this year. Takeshita's your rising star. He's got two wins over Kenny Omega. And like, they, I honestly thought like this could have been like a four minute match, but I know they already did that with Hobbs. So um, there was a spot early in the match where Hobbs was like doing distractions and Sammy Guevara shows up, hits Hobbs with a chair. Hobbs no sold it, but then Guevara comes back and hits him with a cutter off of the ring steps and then hit him that with a chair great. again. And ch- yeah, it was good. The, the same
2: stuff was great. I
1: loved it. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna set up a match where you know Sammy's probably gonna get killed, but
2: Jericho's I mean, washed as a week to week performer. I think he's better off as a special attraction, but he wants to be on there weekly.
1: Absolutely, he is. Um, and yeah, so there was yeah the spot where um, Takeshita hit him with uh, a lariat on the outs. Or no, what was it that he? Oh yeah, he did a. He had a brainbuster on the outside, yes. and Chalice is screaming that that he broke his neck. Then mm-hmm. he rolled him in, and he went to the top, and he did a senton splash that you know would have made Wardlow, um, you know, cringe. Like it was so good, and I thought that could have been the finish right there. Yeah, and, and he got out of it, and then two like a minute later, Jericho's up and we're, you know running around like nothing happened, and <laughs> well, uh, and and that, that was
2: running is a is a stretch, but yes
1: walking around like nothing happened and uh yeah so they did a bunch of stuff um jericho got the walls in to catch the cradle him uh he did a wheelbarrow suplex like from the ground that was just awesome and then you know jericho came up from that no problem uh jericho hit him with a code breaker in midair and got no reaction which kind of surprised me but i think the fans are not quite sure how they feel about jericho you hear cheers sometimes you hear some boos and uh, Jericho took him down, went for the uh, lion salt, but Takeshi hit a blue thunder bomb, and I thought that looked like a finish. Then later on, he hits an avalanche blue thunder bomb, and that didn't get a finish. That should have been the finish right there. And then uh, Takeshi hit the knee. Jericho got to his feet. Takeshi went for the knee again. Jericho reversed it into the walls. That's when Callis uh, tossed a chair in the ring. The ref saw it, went to get it. Callis hit Jericho with a screwdriver, and then Takeshi put the walls on him. Uh, ref was checking his hand one two and then jericho gets his hand up at three and then to catch the pulls him into the middle of the ring puts on the lion tamer and jericho taps right away and that was it and uh, i thought this match went longer than it needed to but jericho was- got
2: way too much
1: i'm sorry yes. i know that yes. this
2: is gonna sound weird but he kicks out of big moves he gets hit with a screwdriver he still does the Hulk up at three on a, on a submission move? Are you kidding me? He should have been weakened from his big match with Fletcher last week, and Takesha goes through him like a hot knife through butter. That's that, the that, story to tell.
1: That finish, like the brain buster on the outside and then the Santon. I mean, that should have been it. Right we there. don't
2: need to see the bravery of Chris Jericho against the Callis family here. He's the sacrificial lamb.
1: Yeah, and then we're probably gonna go back to Hobbs next, I would think. But or yeah, they'll be a well, tag I mean, you know, the next thing will be a tag match. They sure. they don't know where to go with this. No, the they're problem because they're killing time until they know what's going on with Kenny.
2: Yes. Yeah. Because Kenny's the big hero in this story and they don't have Kenny and they don't know if they're gonna get Kenny back. The Callis family is is your number one heel stable if you want it to be, but we don't want to over push them because we got these dopes in the kingdom that, that were yeah. that who are beating up Chuck Taylor who has no,
1: <laughs> those guys no are,
2: emotional connection to the audience. I mean, those Orange Cassidy is the skirt. only one you can beat the crap out of and get people to boo because the rest of the best friends have been beaten up so much it doesn't matter by everybody, um, every heel group. It, <laughs> they're, they're like the baby face wrecking crew from Marvel Comics. You know, <laughs> if you ever want to get a heel group over, have them beat up the best friends because that's the first group you're always going to beat up right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it used to be the Dark Order. Now it's these guys. Yes. Um. So uh, if Takeshi isn't the number one contender, the next time they do their rankings, I don't like. He's got to be right. Like he's gonna be like number
2: four or number he should five. be number one. I'm not he's disagreeing good. with you, but you okay. know how they're gonna do. They're gonna do uh. things. What's best for the storyline we're doing right now? Okay, who's who's the TNT number one contender? We'll make him a third or fourth, and then uh, whatever. But. Yeah, no
1: he, he should have if this was like uh if this Jericho is a week
2: to week commodity is is becoming a net negative.
1: Well, Tuan Max says that he doesn't root for someone to lose their job, but he'll yeah, make a case mind. for Jericho. He'll immediately change the channel whenever he's on my screen. I wouldn't go that far, but I like your idea of making him a special attraction. Make I him a mean-
2: special attraction, or at least you know, on things like this with Kyle Fletcher beating the crap out of him, and then Takeshda If you go through, he'd get a good reaction on the comeback if he was put out for two months and rested up.
1: Yeah, and he or yeah, have him, be, you know, go to do his commentary. Although I don't like him on commentary either. But you know, he can do the commentary thing and then come out, you know, come out of retirement. No, you know, but you see, know, they they rush that.
2: They'll put him on commentary on Friday for a match on Wednesday when he just needs to go
1: go away, yeah. go
2: away for a bit. Yeah, that's all you need, and then and then people will love him because oh, good, we haven't sung Judas in three months. Do, do, what, Edge, do what
1: Edge did in WWE. Yeah, where yeah, you know, he would disappear for three months and he'd be back for two. And yeah, you just keep you bring him back for the big shows. And yeah, yeah, they could do that. Um all right. Main event time. Yes. <laughs> bring it. Ricky Starks and Big Bill against Sting and Darby. Now, I didn't realize that this was a tornado tag until the very end when they mentioned it. Did did they say it at the beginning? Yes okay so i missed it that, when they made the, when
2: they made when they made the match and they did the sit down even they were okay. mentioning how it was a it oh there. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah okay so i just forgot that's fine yes. that's on me that's on me and and you know i assumed that that's what it was because they were i mean they were barely in the ring um sting stuns were at ringside oh my god they look exactly like him yes like, yeah it's it's scary but the funny thing is they both look like sting but they don't really look like each other <laughs> No, <laughs> it's, it's very weird. And they, and they have like their, a- and
2: they have their mom's hair, I think.
1: And yeah. And they are, um they are bigger than 80% of the A.W. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're, uh, they're good size and they're probably like in their thirties, I would think, but uh, they look like they're having a good time. Uh, Darby attacked bill before the bell. There's two referees out there. Bill was beaten on Darby in front of Sting's family. Uh, Sting and Stark fought into the crowd. Uh, They they went and they fought near the entrance. Sting, of course, climbs to the top of this entrance, 15 feet in the air. We're not five minutes into this match. And he does a dive from 15 feet in the air onto the three guys. And I'm like, this dude is insane. He has the last match of his career in a month, and he's doing this dive. Not only that, he was the first one up, (laughs) and he looked totally fine <laughs> like he's, he you know, took
2: a moment there he did he took a moment and then he and then it's like and then he roared i was just like oh my yeah. god you crazy man and bill yeah. took the brunt of that of that hit too yes. you watch it my oh. god
1: Bill's I, work in this match. He needs a raise. I will. Right. I
2: will have opinions. I'm gonna let you go through the match, and then I'm okay. gonna have a few, uh, okay. uh, a few rants in me.
1: So I will go through the match, rants, and I, I won't do the. I won't do the post match. I'll, I'll do you. the match, and then yeah. So Sting and Darby were in the ring. Uh, uh, Darby did a dive to the outside. Bill caught him, slammed him violently, and they're both down. Uh, this is where they announced the uh, tag match for Rampage, I think, or maybe it's Collision. Yeah, it's Collision. Mox and Claudio against Star Jr. and as Fessier or whatever the hell his name was. Uh, Bill gets back in the ring and he starts slamming Darby's head violently into the canvas. I was just like, yeah, look, like he killed the guy. And then he did a Beal suplex. And Tony Schiavone says he ragged all of them and sure did. And then he went under, t- under the ring for a table. And for the first time in history, the crowd did not pop when a table came out because they actually like Darby and Sting and they don't want them going through a table. <laughs> uh, this is where Taz made fun of uh, that's, Bill's. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Taz made fun of Bill's mint green boots. And uh, and then Excalibur said, hey, if you're that big, you can wear whatever you want. And uh, the action kind of slowed for a bit here, but uh, they picked up. Bill pressed Darby, uh, but Sting broke it up. Sting was going one-on-two and getting better the champs. Bill got his hand around Sting's throat. Went to put Sting through the table, but Sting ducked, crotched him with the ropes. Sting hit him with a Scorpion Death Drop, but Darby broke it up. Uh, Stinger splashed on Bill, then he hit another one. A code red by Darby on Bill, but he rolled out of the ring. Darby goes to the top rope, hits him with a Coffin Drop, and that takes out Bill. Starks and Stinger in the ring. Starks misses a dropkick. Sting puts on the Scorpion Death Drop. Darby had a choke on Bill, and Bill is trying to walk into the ring to break up the Scorpion Death Drop while holding Darby on his neck. That was funny. Darby did a Meteora on him and took them both through the table, so they're out, and we're back to Starks and Sting. Starks made the ropes uh, in, in the Stinger and uh, the Death and they, What is it? This what is that move? The Scorpion uh, Stinger or whatever. The, the, <laughs> what is that move? The, the Scorpion the death Sharpshooter. Walk? The scorpion yes. deathlock. Thank you. I wrote down <laughs> death drop, but it's the scorpion deathlock. No, the sc-
2: scorpion death drop is the one where he takes a yeah. head and, and fights back. Yeah, the and, scorpion deathlock. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Starks made the ropes, but there's no rope breaks because it's a tornado tag. Right. And then, so Sting finally lets it go. He went for the stinger splash, but while he's doing it, Starks removes the turnbuckle pad, and Sting goes sternum first into the turnbuckle pad, and then Starks is going to go for the spear, and he has a moment of hesitation. And he doesn't want to do it. And then he does it. And he hit the spear, but Sting rolled out. And like that was so well done because I thought I actually thought that was gonna be the finish. And uh, and then the fat crowds are going nuts for Sting. He gets up, he starts pounding his chest. Starks went for another spear, Sting caught him, reversed it in the scorpion death drop. One, two, three, pins him in the middle of the ring. This match was beautiful.
2: I, I adored this match. This yeah. this my match of the year for TV was the Takeshita Darby Allen match. Before this, this might have replaced it. Um, really?
1: Okay, I still like I, the opener on Tonight Show, but
2: I well see we like two different things. Yes, I like we violence. like different
1: styles. Yeah,
2: yeah. And Big Bill was straight out of my Southern wrestling <laughs> thing. Yep. My God, he looked like he was actually in a fight, and I uh, that bouncing his head on the oh mat thing. God. That was my favorite spot all night on this show. Big Bill was so... Da- I, 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 give him all the belts. <laughs> now. Because I love... the the, the uh, Not Code Red, but... I'm, I'm going to call it by Baron Corbin's name, but, but whatever. When, when Darby did the dive on the outside and Bill caught him and slammed him on the outside... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I popped huge for that... Everything, deep six. Deep six. yeah, the deep six, everything Bill did tonight was violence. And that's what I want in a match like this. And this is how they built him up last week in the two on two. It's like, I've, I've been in, I've been in the ring with some big bat with some big killers. I don't know if you're a killer. So Bill came out there tonight and was oh. a killer and he was awesome as a killer. And I'll even take the the weird sting comedy spot with the rope, the with the crotching on the ropes thing, yeah. Because that sting, no, in, and, in it worked, and it worked and it was great. The, yes, yeah, it worked. It was in great. The, but, of the match, but but give me Bill and Darby all night long because those guys, Because because Bill killing him. And I need to say this: my favorite tag team in AEW is FTR. There's no, and it is almost malfeasance how poorly they treated Bill and Starks with the titles after going through that team in such dominant fashion. These guys are one of the best tag teams that AEW has put the belts on in in terms of just carrying around championship heft and cutting promos and being, being a makeshift team. And being a believable makeshift team, that's something that WWE doesn't do well at all when they put in two guys together as a team because it's like one of those things where it's like they don't have much flow, their personalities don't match, they're just kind of together to be together, and they're doing... You know, they're doing their individual moves, but no real tag team moves together. I've always hated that formula in that in this, these two were communicating the entire time. They were trying to yeah. do double team stuff. It was getting, you know, nixed by the fact that it was a tornado tag, but it was awesome. And it felt like a team win and it felt like a team lost tonight for the most part for those two. I hope they keep them together, but it feels like they may have, with, with the hesitation, they may be putting, like, a seed in there for Starks to turn back babyface. I think Ricky Starks is a better heel than ever, and I love Big Bill as his heavy. I think they are a fantastic tag team. That said, I don't understand why you give the belts to Sting and Darby here when Well. You- because I yeah. think they're gonna end up putting over the Young Bucks in Greensboro. And I think that's um, kind of a mistake. Although after the beatdown, I'm not so sure either. But yeah. I love I adored this match as the fight. Sting is a is middle aged crazy. He gave that Phoenix crowd one last memory. And I think that's oh, yeah. a great thing too in a major city for Sting to do something major that hey you remember the time when uh, i think they live i think lives in scottsdale don't quote yeah
1: me. i think i think you're right i think you're right but
2: um uh, I, I, I love this was my favorite match of the night i know that you like the opener i love yeah i like
1: the opener but I, I mean well i would say i thought the opener was a better match but i love this match so i would say i like this match more even though i thought the opener was a better match if okay. that makes sense um so a couple things uh I think maybe you're right about the pointing the seeds thing, but I think what it could end up being is the team churns and they end up feuding with the Bucks after Sting retires. That's cool. With so me they're too. Their baby faces. Um, Big
2: Bill needs a bigger push. I mean, he has yeah. done the work. He's, you know, he's eaten his crap for those years. Uh, I got and, a and hot take. Improved. I got a
1: hot take about Big Bill. Okay. I will say that he is, in terms of hype leading into a signing, he has been the best return on investment for AW of just about any signing they've ever had. If you think about how he came in as are we counting game, the
2: are we counting the William Morrissey stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean I say TNA? from where he was to where he is.
2: From impact, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, like you know, like he comes in as part of, you know, like MJF's goons. You know, he was a jobber, essentially, and now he's one of the better, better guys they have. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like there was no hype. Nobody wanted him when, it, when he first came in, it was, why are they hiring this guy? You yeah. Know? And no, no,
2: he, had, he still, he still had Enzo stink on him, even though. Yeah.
1: And then when, so when you compare him to other people that, oh, Miro comes in and he, oh yeah, big, you know, like varying degrees of, you know, Tony, I would say at, he at looks time, great and he's put in the work. I think he's fantastic. At the point they came in, Big Bill was at the same level as Tony Nese. Like they had the same build coming up. So if you compare like where. Well, it was
2: also one of those things where it's like, you know, when you're part of a I mean, basically the Enzo and Cass tag team were over, but they were they were a catchphrase act as opposed to a working act type of a thing. And you have to get over the AEW cynic crowd mm type of thing that you know that you can go in that ring and i think he's done i mean he did the work in in impact
1: yes yes he did I was and nobody
2: but but nobody who watches aew watches impact for the most part so he had to kind of re-educate the people and yeah. i think he's done a fantastic job
1: yeah and and i think and he, it looked uh, kind of
2: harrowing when he was doing that whole elite or uh the firm because the firm was yes. nowhere after that
1: yeah i mean and he was yeah he was a joke um, so yeah, and, and yeah, so a big things ahead for uh big bill, hopefully. So after the match, uh, big confetti celebration, Sting's son came into the ring, uh, him and Darby embraced. They pointed out that Sting's been a champion two dozen times. So this makes 25. And as they're talking about this, who should right. show up?
2: All right. Before you get to that, Tony, bit of the hyperbola going, this has to be th- the most exciting win for Sting in his entire career. Slow down. He's been a world champion on a big stage. Let's not I mean, look, it's a big deal, but Tony was really laying it on thick as well at 62
1: years old and his sons. Yeah, that's true. It's a it's a big deal. I yeah. I no it is I, a big
2: deal. I just thought yeah. Tony was laying it on a bit thick here.
1: A little bit, a little bit. But he was also setting up for what he knew was coming. Yes, and that so, was so yeah so the Bucks show up uh they're dressed in all white Oh, which should have been a clue. Bags. Douche yeah. bags. Yeah. Love with them. hats and, uh, and white bats. White and, bats. That
2: was a nice touch.
1: Yeah. And uh, so they, they went right after the kids first off, and they took them out. And F-ing Tony's kids. going, they're not wrestlers. What are you doing? And uh, Darby gets opened up real quickly. I don't know exactly how that happened, but uh, sure enough, Matt's white suit is covered in blood. He looked like he had a, a like, he looked like he even shot in the stomach.
2: Those I'm kids never... didn't want to blade. And I think that's what it was. Cause yeah. if those kids had bladed. That would have been something too, but
1: yeah, I loved this. Taz call. calls them Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Yes. Uh, That's what they want to be called. Nick got some blood on him, too. They hit the BTE trigger on Darby. Tony Giovanni says they're the worst, and he doesn't care if they're EVPs. And then Excalibur points out it's not the BTE trigger anymore. It's the EVP trigger.
2: I kind of love this, but he had to rush it in there. He goes, I was called into their office, and they told me it's no longer the (laughs) BTE. <laughs> it's like the time and place,
1: Excalibur. Um, I, I and, think, well, but
2: I think Excalibur should have even gone harder. And they, they were gonna find me if I called it the BTA trigger yeah. It's now the EVP trigger We can't call that that anymore, Tony. Uh, you gotta yeah, be careful of the money, uh, you know, go with the world type of stuff here. But yeah,
1: that's a good point. Crowds chanting assholes So this total heat, the crowd, yes, I mean, they were so happy when Sting won the titles and they're like booing, but it's good heat. Like they're not booing the company, they're booing the bucks. Yes. which I guess are representations of the company, but you know what I mean? Like it's not, this was good heat. <laughs> Just <laughs> needed some
2: blood did. on one of those yeah. white mats. That's all it needed. But <laughs> it was great watching the, the stained, yeah. the stained suits. Yeah, and kudos to Darby for gagging himself for that one. Oh yeah. Uh, Nick yeah. finished
1: Sting off with a running punt to the head. And then Matt pounded on Darby's head to get some more blood on him. And Nick's hat stayed on the whole time. <laughs> I got to point that out. And uh, they grabbed the belts. They draped them over Sting and Darby's body excalibur says their reputation will never recover it's destroyed and i wrote down i think i'll take that bet yeah <laughs> you know i think six months from now fans are gonna be cheering the bucks again but uh for now they're ching. um my one complaint people should have tried to save sting and been prevented by the bucks using the bats well i mean those freaking goofs from the You know, 2.0 and Matt Siddell and Chris Daniels saved the Blackpool Combat Club. We've already saved the honor of AEW once, you know. uh, What were Orange Cassidy and the best friends doing? (laughs) You know, there's uh, there's baby faces there. Yeah.
2: The problem is you don't have anybody to take them out. So you'd have to have the Bucks pause and say, if anybody comes in here, we're fining you or you're fired or whatever, as EVPs, you could have done it effectively, Without it, I, I I agree in principle, but they you don't know have who any friends. Should have friends.
1: come out is the, the Dark Order actually for and Sting and Derby? Uh, against the Bucks, they got history. Okay, and then, and then they could have got laid out too. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
2: You just you just wanted the Dark Order laid out. I'm I'm trying to no think no, I'm, but I'm it
1: makes me. sense storyline too. You that's know, true. There's yeah, there's nobody really that's aligned with with. I guess maybe Copeland, Cassidy if he had been. Cal- yeah, there. no, he's not booked for the show. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, as a
2: legend, he should have friends, and he should have people yeah. willing to save him. I, I get. But that
1: but too. they could have also they could have put a memo up. Anybody comes out and makes a save, you're fired.
2: <laughs> you know, pick up the mic halfway as they're running yeah. down the, the ramp. Go, you guys stop right there. You're fired. Type yeah. of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> You can't really, bar- put, really like... put over the douchiness. I mean, the, and then they, Malachi they went,
1: Black runs up to make this.
2: They went, they went a four or five on the okay. douchiness with the whites, but yes, they could have gone to a 10 with them being EVPs and abusing their power and saying, we have a right as vice presidents to beat on our employees or something like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's not the week you want to do that. Um, <laughs> um, I, I said beat do,
2: on their employees.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do i I'm going to do a, a, a no, no, and I'm going to repeat a joke. When the Bucks say that we're going to fire anybody that shows up, that's a cue for Malachi Black to come out and make the save. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and Buddy. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a great ending to the show. You know, like the match was awesome, the post match was total old school heat yeah. this was straight out of mid-south you know it's a, it's a tv Crocket. angle
2: to end the show and that's how that's how tv yeah. wrestling should be for me and I it's mean...
1: and it's to set up a match in freaking greensboro like it couldn't be more perfect yeah. and then we're going to get a month of interviews with the bucks they're going to put themselves into this title match even though there's rankings um which i'm here for at actually point. i
2: forgot that's where flair should have been too if
1: well, he had flair, been on tv yeah flair would have got bloodied here for sure yeah yeah. yeah like um but yeah he the bucks are going to put themselves in the match they're going to say you know f the rankings uh we're the bucks <laughs> we're we're in you know this is a title match and, and that's how uh, they or, probably
2: get a, that's probably how they get a stipulation too well you're not supposed to you're not the number one contender so it has to have a stipulation on. or it
1: or could like be that. darby darby might go to tony khan and say screw your rankings we're yeah. putting these belts up that's, yeah that's that's the way to go probably yeah but Yeah, but they may want to be cute and have
2: honorable baby faces going in there as opposed to evps abusing their power and saying the belts are on the line i think i think that's the way to go
1: too probably is but the especially the way you just said it and how much they're yeah
2: it's gonna be it's gonna be be like a memo yeah
1: but i really hope that it's darby or darby can just say that's fine we're gonna put the titles up anyways you know and uh you know and, and and this is gonna be a normal match this is gonna be uh whatever <laughs> a stinger helmet i don't know
2: lumberjack with belts no i don't know i didn't sting oh. come in what was, was it, i mean it might be that cinematic type
1: of match. no yeah it was uh that. what did they what was that it was uh like that the was the warehouse, warehouse match? Right? match
2: right? Yeah. yeah but i don't think they're gonna do that because they're gonna have the big crowd in greensboro they're not gonna do a cinematic match for them
1: i'm really looking forward to that if i could go to that show i would i am uh,
2: i'm upset i'm not flying out there for this i really yeah. am
1: i know people that are going um, I'm doing the post-show
2: okay, with yeah. Mel on the network, I think.
1: Oh, nice. On on yeah. here? Yep. Cool. Cool. I, I think I might buy the show. Uh, if I can get a good deal on it.
2: Uh, <laughs> what? Just, oh, <well>, you know, <laughs> might be worth my time to watch Sting's last match after him being so awesome in this run.
1: I've only seen him live once. I looked this up and it was, uh, I can't remember the year. Uh, I want to see like 89 or 90. Uh, in Winnipeg. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I think he wrestled Wyndham in a like a U.S. title match or something. Main I event was Flair games. and Luger.
2: This is when Zinc was still getting me tickets, so I was still friends oh. with the family. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, Sting and Muda. Oh. At the oh, scope. Oh yeah. With with Gary Hart in a shark cage above the crowd, and Gary Hart almost started a racial riot that night.
1: I don't remember it though. That's the problem. Like, and I was interesting at the time and, and I don't really remember the match. So it was probably nothing to write home about or anything. And I didn't even know if I'd seen him. Like I had to actually look it up and I knew I was at that card. Cause I remember the main event but I don't remember. I'm sure
2: I've seen that. Sting elsewhere. I mean, like a world war three or something at the scope or something to that effect. Yeah, he like, was, it's weird. He, he'd all, he'd always be timed with injuries.
1: When WCW never to came to Winnipeg and TNA never came to Winnipeg. So and once it
2: became WCW, it also became more national as opposed to just hitting the roads up and down with Crockett. Type and he's never,
1: he's never been on any of the AW shows I've ever been to. So, um, and I've been to like eight or nine. And, and I didn't go
2: to that Mania in San... Did you... you went to the Mania in San Francisco, though, didn't you?
1: Nope. Nope. Uh, only the two in Dallas are the only two I went okay, to. Okay, because I
2: only went for NXT that night, and I drove home on oh. Mania Sunday. Did or Sting
1: Saturday. wrestle at Double Nothing 2021? Okay, if he did, then I saw that match. I guess I don't remember it. Um, I, I thought I looked that up. Jason, Jason's our annotator of our lives since he also so <laughs> Well, no, I definitely does. was there. But you know what? I had COVID, so probably don't remember it. Um let me just looking it up. 2021. God, he's wrestled a lot. Uh oh, I oh I saw I saw war games, I think, with him. Oh yeah, he yeah, wrestled Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Yes. Yeah. Uh Frick. What? Yeah. You remember? That? Yeah. I God, I can at...
2: vaguely remember that.
1: Three and a half stars from Big Dave. Uh <laughs> I don't remember this match. I don't remember we this show at all. Or,
2: I, remember half, I don't remember half the wrestling I watched last week.
1: I'm watching, I'm no. looking at this card. Okay, I remember the Stadium Stampede match, but the, the AW World title, Kenny Omega against Orange Cassidy and Pac. Okay. Darby <laughs> Allin Sting against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. She won the title. Miro and Lance Archer. Cody Rhodes and Anthony Agogo. This can't be right. Re- No, I was not at this show. This was in Jacksonville. Okay. No, no, no. I I forgot.
2: 91. I did. I did see him in a war games match. It was sting Lex Luger, the yellow dog and Ellie Gante against Barry Windham, Nikita Koloff, Kevin Sullivan and the one man gang. I'm,
1: I'm like, I, I, I gotta like, I, I could remember looking this up and I'm like, okay, Jay, I thought, I thought Jason was right, but no, I was definitely not at that show um yeah i'm looking at his matches now and yeah it definitely wasn't at any of these shows um but yeah uh that's it it's a good show
2: no no it wasn't it was a, it was show. a fun show and
1: i don't think we were negative i think we were positive for the most part i you mean, know. We we're, always a, we're
2: nitpicky it. but i mean but i mean i think the thing i think our criticisms were fair on this one I i just wish kind of you know it's weird because it feels like these types of Shows only happen now like once every eight weeks when they're really putting an effort into the big markets.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, they built this one for a couple of weeks and I even pointed out when yes. they first announced this match that, Hey, this show when, should do well when they build
2: good things happen.
1: Yeah. And they made this a special, they need to do the same thing for that Boston show. Um, you know, like if you're going to bring in Sasha, that's great, but let's, let's do a big match. Let's build up some matches and give people a show that they're going to remember. Show's got a 9.38 rating on uh cage match right now.
2: That'll make uh, Tony happy.
1: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> uh it's almost as good as the uh NXT one the other day. Um which is not gonna make Tony happy. No. Uh oh no, actually, no, what? That's not fair. No, uh NXT was only 8.71. I thought it was over nine. It must have got it might have gone down a bit since since then. Oh yeah, some of these ratings are lower than they were a couple days ago. Um, anyways. Uh, That was it, Jeff. Uh, Not much else to say. Uh, So, yeah, we can uh, get into our plugs. At Crap Game 13 on Twitter, I host a show on the Voices of
2: Wrestling Network called Shake Them Ropes this week. Chris Novembrino and I will go over ice-cold takes on NXT Vengeance Day. Anything that happens at the press conference and this terrible idea not to do Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. I just, it's, 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 and then whatever he thought of this AEW show as well, that'll drop... Probably Friday or Saturday on your all your pod catchers um and I'm on here with uh Paul doing this show that's what I do
1: <laughs> speaking of that press conference uh Garrett and I we did a broken news segment uh I on Saturday, it. and we're gonna do another one uh tomorrow night after the press conference so uh we, we should be we'll be doing it live on YouTube around i believe i want to say eleven eastern uh but i Jeff, it might be midnight. If I'm midnight. available,
2: I'll come on, but you know, I, it's, it's your gig too, if you want. I
1: mean, I'll, but... uh, I'll mention it to Garrett. We'll see, okay. but it'll be cool. uh, either way. It'll show up in your audio feed on Friday morning for sure. But if you want to join us live on YouTube, that'd be great as well. And we'll just talk about whatever happens on that show and any news that comes out of it. And I expect there will be a lot of news coming out of it. Uh, and then uh, of course, I'll be back uh, next week with Jeff and as well with Ryan Frederick on the, in the clinch MMA podcast on the, uh, 5K Media free feed, uh, which probably was right before this show uh, on your audio feed. So thank you all again for supporting the network. So for Jeff Hawkins, I'm Paul Fontaine, and this has been The Dynamite Show. Boss time.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.